Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 got a two man car. My name is Jesse Romero, and I'm here with Kyle Clement. I consider if Kyle and me were working in the sheriff's department, Kyle would definitely be on the SWAT team. He'd probably be the sharpshooter. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just a regular, you know, blue collar, black and white type of dude. By the way, before we start the show, I just want to mention that the month of January is the month of the most holy name of Jesus. And so as Catholics, uh, let's remember that that's the most powerful name, just uttering that holy name throughout the day. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, come into my heart. Just just project that name into the cosmos throughout the day. And remember that uh, if you ever hear anybody blaspheming the holy name of Jesus, if you don't rebuke the person at, on the spot, at least say a prayer of reparation. For those of you that are you know work around a lot of secular humanists, if you hear somebody blaspheming the holy name of Jesus, at least at that moment, stop and say a small prayer of reparation uh, for that person and for the holy name of Jesus. Kyle, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, it's great to be here, Jesse. Good to see you. Kyle, this is a, a, a topic that I want to talk with you about. If there's anybody that could give some catechesis, some spiritual warfare catechesis on how dangerous this is, it would be you. So let me introduce it to the audience so the audience can say, okay, well, what are these guys going to talk about? There's Europe a few years ago opened up the largest train tunnel uh, and they did an occult ritual in front of all these European leaders. This train tunnel is called the Gothard Base Tunnel. It runs through the Swiss Alps in Europe. It took 17 years to complete. It was inaugurated in the month of June 2016. You know, people call this tunnel a masterpiece of human ingenuity. They call it a symbol of European reunification. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that concerned me is for the opening ceremony of this tunnel which was attended by Europe's most powerful people, you know, including numerous uh, European dignitaries like German Chancellor Merkel, Fred, uh, the French president was there, the Italian prime minister. They had this theatrical production of bizarre occult rituals featuring a man dressed as a horned goat who appears to be leading a group of European workers into worshiping him and later marrying him. Then they pass through the tunnel and they come outside under the gaze of a giant all-seeing eye on a huge digi digitalized screen. That, that big eye, it looks like what it's called the CERN. And this, this whole pagan ritual, they had these demonic fallen angels. They had the appearance of a baby-faced Lucifer. They had a procession of men walking while holding up horned skulls. They had a procession of women dressed in white with small horns on their heads. Uh, 
and and there was all the major religions of the world were there. They had, I think it was a Benedictine or a Franciscan priest that was there witnessing all this. They had a Muslim imam, a Jewish rabbi. This, uh, <clears throat> In other words, there was an occult ritual that was celebrated upon the completion of this Gothard-based tunnel, and it was replete with a horned goat god, various spirits, a false kingdom wedding, Egyptian scarabs, uh, the giant eye of the reef centered around the Egyptian gods, connected with the death of mankind, which and apparently its subsequent birth in modern times. They had a horned goat god uh, in occult religions. They call this Baphomet, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. They, uh, <clears throat> Kyle, my question is, is right now the, the, the Luciferians, the Satanists, the Freemasons, maybe a combination of all of them, they are not hiding anything at this point. You have conferences where they have complete occult images in the background, like the one they had in Houston, Texas, uh, Ariana Grande, a, a, a pop icon. Uh, you have a, the CERN, which is uh, this underground tunnel where they want to connect with another dimension of, of, of beings, of aliens or preternatural beings. And now we have this, this, the world's largest tunnel, which runs through the Swiss Alps. Kyle, what's the danger of occultists participating? I mean, there seems to me to me this connection between the occult right now and technology. It's as if these technocrats, these secular humanist technocrats, want to reach God like the Tower of Babel through the CERN, through this, uh, through this new. Uh, tunnel here called uh, the Gothard Tunnel, uh, and then they have a celebrate a demonic celebration to usher in its inauguration. Kyle, is this harmless? Am I making too much of this, or is there something evil uh, on steroids on a macro level here? So I think a couple of observations, Jesse, you're definitely on to something. Um, you know, we as men, Catholic men, with a properly formed Catholic conscience, we're, we're called to we're called to point out the obvious, and, and this is what it what you see. The idea that we can anymore um, take something in the best possible light that does not serve us well, including the statements of prelates and the actions of prelates and popes, and you know they do what they do. It's it's obvious. It's patently obvious. This is diabolical. It is a consecration and an acknowledgement of the diabolical. But it has a couple of things there that I think bear some some deeper uh, introspection and some discussion. Number one, uh, the first point I'd like to make is you made a statement that uh, nothing is hidden. Well, yes, there is. What is still hidden is child sacrifice. What is still hidden is human sacrifice, human trafficking. And it's coming closer to being out in the open. It's coming closer, pedophilia, recognized pedophilia, permissible pedophilia, desecration of children, desecration of uh, the corpus of, of children. This is becoming ever closer. It's still somewhat hidden, but it's not very far back there in the wings. That's the first point. The second point is that when you have the world leaders gather like this and watch this, they're telling you precisely who they are, what they're about, 
and where their allegiance lies. That it is patently that if they do not leave, if they do not, uh, with their Christian sensibilities abraded, do not get up and leave the, the ceremony, then they are participating in the ceremony. And so what you're seeing is this is what globalism looks like under under Satan. This is precisely what it looks like. So when these world leaders do this, the, the European Union precedes the global union, precedes the, the tearing down of borders and boundaries is all part of the Freemasonic mantra, all against altar and crown. Now, let's talk about where it's happening. Mm. Where it's happening is in the heart of Europe. This was the heart of Christendom and some of the most hard fought and hard converted areas uh, of to be converted to Christianity, to our Lord Jesus. And so this is an ongoing battle and so the battle is ebbing where we're no longer occupying the ground that we conquered um so when you look at the practice of christianity especially catholicism and what it's relegated to uh with the advent of neo-paganism in europe then this is a very predictable path um and so what you're getting glimpses of is what is standard fare with one world government, whereby Satan is the is the uh, object of adoration, adulation, um, and then the overlay. Third point I wanted to make is with regard to technology. It is through technology that man is falsely deified. It allows us to be in multiple places at the same time. It allows us access to knowledge, cult knowledge. It allows us all of these things which go beyond um, our, our humanity. And so it's the misuse of that technology that there's a false deification of man. So I think you're very, very, very much onto something and to constantly point out this is not acceptable. One of the things that does bring me, it brings me serenity of conscience and peace of soul is to know that God is sitting in the heavens right now and laughing at all these wicked people. Psalm chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? <clears throat> the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Uh, you know, the, the word derision means the scorn or contempt or, or, or mocks or scoffs at. Uh, every every single person is going to have an exit interview with the Lord Jesus Christ. And too much has been given, much will be expected. Many of these people, again, these are the earth movers. These are presidents, prime ministers. These are the great scientists of the world. That, that but, uh, but let me tell you something. Every single one of them, even everybody in the Supreme Court, is going to have their day in court uh, before Christ the King. And so uh, I'm here talking with Kyle Clement about this, the occult ritual that happened uh, a, a few years ago in Europe, opening the largest train tunnel in front of Europe's leaders. I'm going to continue talking with Kyle. And what are the implications upon planet Earth and us as a result of this, the CERN, and other high-level occult activity happening throughout the world? Don't change that dial. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, this is the program where, where we serve Christ the King, we serve Our Lady the Queen Mother, and this is a program where we know we've read the end of the book, we know who wins at the end. I'm here with Kyle Clement, we're talking about the Gothard Tunnel, uh, I, I think it's, uh, to me, it's basically the inauguration of the, of the New World Order by Satan. Uh, and to me, this has, this is the adulation of Satan. I think Europe, we, we definitely live in a, live in a post-Christian uh, civilization. These are the death, to me, these are the death throes of Europe. When you have the Islamization of Europe in many of the Catholic countries, you have uh, Europe having the lowest population rate as a result of contraception and abortion of of any country around the world, of all the countries around the world. And then now you have the prime ministers and the leaders of these countries openly allowing occult satanic practices at the CERN, which is that uh, underground, uh, you know, that second underground tunnel. This is There's two underground tunnels now. This is called the Gothard Tunnel. Kyle, what's all this about underground tunnels? satanic inaugurations before they do these underground tunnels is this some type of covert activity by these globalists by these freemasons what all this underground stuff and right before they come out with it they have this this type of satanic ritual color you there Uh, yeah yeah the false because the cathedrals the false churches the Ah. counterfeits so that's what you're seeing is you're seeing these edifices built to glorify the netherworld to glorify that which is underground and in the same way that the church uh, a properly constructed church is to elevate our hearts and our minds to um, be symbolic of a heaven experience along with the spatial references and, and sights and sounds within a cathedral draw us to heaven then the same thing draws us into uh, that which is the netherworld or that which is the abode of the damned. And that, that imagery is very, very real. The, um, they're looking for um, a distance, a distance from the sun, um, S-O-N and S-U-N. And so that's what they're looking for. And, and you're looking at... Um, for several scientific and technological reasons, un- deep underground is a more stable environment, but it is also an environment that is absent sunlight. It's uh, absent the illumination of, of truth and, and right conscience. And so um, that underground has always um, had a connotation, a symbol- symbolic connotation with it. Um, incidentally, it is, uh, I will point out that most all Freemasonic m- Lodge meetings, most all convocations, all of those things are done under darkness, in the cover of darkness. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is done in the light of the day. It's done in the daylight. It's done in in the open. It is uh, out. It's overt. It's not occult. And so this is the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, kind of the default of the globalist Freemasonic <coughs> mindset is is this nocturnal dimly lit or are this um, subterranean um, location Kyle and do you, so you've used the word Freemason Freemasonic uh, you have no doubt reading the articles doing the research looking at some of the videos 
you have no doubt that there's we have the nefarious hands of the Freemasons behind this. Uh, there, yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's patently obvious. So let's talk just a little bit about some his, historics, uh, some historical focus on that region. So you're talking about the heart of Christendom, Europe. You're 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 talking about some dramatic conversions, Clovis of the Franks, Charlemagne. You're talking about some amazing conversions whereby pagan people were brought into the church. But there's another thing that we need to think about, and that is this, and that is that for centuries, men were ruled by other men, just as they are now. Make no mistake, democracy is still men ruling other men. But men have always been ruled by other men. Oftentimes that power is is taken. It's not correctly given in the natural order. But for centuries, in all the little duchies and kingdoms that were Bavaria, Schwabia, uh, Bohemia, um, now called Germany, called Czechoslovakia, called Yugoslavia, all of these were made of small duchies whereby people were ruled by families they considered noble. They, the nobility actually understood their obligation to those who lived on the land and who um, lived their lives there. And so there was a situation once Christendom became solidified, the local leaders, the, 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 duck, the, duck, the dukes, the kings, the earls, the barons, these were coronated by the pope or by the local bishop. And so you had a unification of church and state. This is when Christendom was at its height. And the ruler of the people, the noble, was in constant contact with the bishop and or the pope. Sometimes this worked well, sometimes it didn't work well. But there was an, always a consideration of what is the disposition of the eternal soul. There was always an understanding and there was an overlay of the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God, Christendom, overlaid over the temporal uh, kingdoms. And so... This was a very important aspect. Freemasonry militated directly against this. It sought to fracture altar and crown. It sought to elevate the vulgar or the common man above the righteous man, above the religious. And we see this. This is one of the first things that happens anytime there's a Freemasonic movement. One of the first ones I'm going to draw your attention to is the French Revolution, whereby the common and vulgar man set about killing uh, the religious, killing the educated, killing the nobility. And so in this case, the viciousness and the vulgarity of the common man is elevated simply because he kills everyone else. This is Cain killing Abel. This is, um, th there's nothing new. This is the same old playbook. And so that is Freemasonry. I will point out the false nobility of politics, especially in this country, because someone garners the most votes does not indicate by any means that there is a merit to them, that there is a, it, it's simply the ability to garner votes or the ability to, to steal an election, if you will. But for whatever way they come to power, it is a false nobility. It's not a true nobility built out of theocracy or relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, because the temporal ruler simply rules in his stead and should rule with the scepter and crown of our Lord.
That's right. Uh, and Kyle, one of the things, the Catholic faith was given to us by Christ, the Catholic religion and Catholic Christendom as, as the opposition to, to the diabolical and, and, thing, and the occult. Uh, I just came from morning mass today, and today's gospel was Mark chapter 1, verse 29 to 39. And three times it mentions in today's short gospel at daily mass, it says, uh, when it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. It says, and he drove out many demons. And at the end of the gospel of today's reading, it says, and so he went out into their synagogues preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. It seems to me that at daily mass, uh, every other day, you read about the devil, possession, uh, the, the, the devil being driven out. And yet, yet, Kyle, it seems to be uh, as of much of our clergy, especially in Europe, where was the hue and cry of the bishops or the Holy Father over this satanic invocation of a tunnel in Europe that's going to affect the entirety of Europe? Uh, don't they take this this occult activity serious? I mean, it's in every gospel every other day at Daily Mass where it talks about the devil. Don't they know that the New World Order is ruled by Satan? It's part of this. It's part of the diabolical. What what is happening to our generals in our church that should be standing in opposition against this? Uh, but quite the contrary. In fact. They even scoff our generals. I'm looking at, at, at this Gothard tunnel. They have, during this one segment, one of the acts, they have, uh, they have pagans and devils that are joined by trapeze artists, clowns, and Swiss peasants. And then they have a beauty queen, a mother, and a child. And in one of the Shriner, Shriner parade cars, they have somebody dressed as the Pope and two nuns waving and giving their blessing to this to this grand ecumenical party in which the devils are the protagonists uh, this person playing the pope in this uh in, in this gothard tunnel invocation looks like timothy dolan i know it's not him but they're even mocking the catholic faith they're using they're dressing like catholic prelates to bless their 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 new world order here in europe you bring up a very, very good point. So let's go back and, and talk about that premise of uh, why do our prelates do nothing? So we're well aware of the end times and discussion of the end times, final battle between the children of light and the children of dark. And so what now? What you have now is the children of the darkness have assumed the battlefield in full array, and the children of the light cower. And so there may not be a battle. It may be a squeak. It may be as Nikita Khrushchev pounded the podium at the United Nations with the shoe and said, we will take this nation and never fire a shot. Mm. How prophetic does that sound now when we don't fight for that which is ours? What does this look like? It looks like satanic consecration of a city without a response by a prelate. What does it look like? It looks like constant activity, constant militation by the other side, and not a word is given. Um, it doesn't say in your gospel reading, it doesn't say Jesus made the prudent decision to give the demon no publicity, so he allowed him to continue <laughs> to occupy the synagogue. It doesn't say that. And so our Lord is a warrior. Our, our lady is a warrior queen. 
But what we have is we have a group of effeminate generals. We have a group of effeminate men who have come to the fore as the prelates in the hierarchy of this church, and they have no stomach for battle. Worse is what they're doing is they're practicing cowardice and calling it prudence. And it's not prudence. It's cowardice. It is the failure to engage the enemy. And every day you fail to engage the enemy, you concede, you concede territory to him. Kyle, this uh, you would you would have thought that our bishops in Europe would have had a full court press against this Gothard tunnel and this uh, satanic inauguration, but instead you actually had you actually had prelates from all the religions. You had uh, I'm looking at a picture. You got a Catholic priest there. You got a Jewish rabbis. You got imams there. Uh, yeah, in fact, there, there was a ben, there was a Benedictine abbot by the name of Martin Werlin of uh, from from the Abbey in Switzerland. He was present at this. We'll be right back. We're talking about the Gothard Tunnel, its implications with the Kyle Clement. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, we're talking about the Gothard Tunnel, this, uh, this incredibly large tunnel underground finished in 2016. They had... Uh, the satanic consecration as part of as as part of the ceremony all the world leaders were there there was a representative from the catholic church that was there as well they had people dressed up like the pope some of the actors there kyle is is there is there a connection between in your opinion between this gothard tunnel in switzerland and this uh the the cern which is that European organization for nuclear research that that uh, black hole or that bottomless pit that's uh, I think I don't, I don't know how many hundreds of miles underneath the ground also in Europe I think it's also in Switzerland is what are these what are these science, secular scientists trying to do are they trying to tap in to another dimension of reality kind of like uh, people do with the Ouija board. They tap into, they end up conjuring up demons and coming. Is this some high-level way the CERN, this uh, again, that that this uh, this black hole that they that that's over in the heart of Europe? Well, that's what scientists call it, this black hole, and now the Gothard Tunnel. Is this some kind of macro uh, Ouija board that the scientists believe that they can tap into? this uh, other life form that exists somewhere else? What say you? Would um, see it that way or admit to it, but there's certainly, um, you, you draw some parallels and some similarities. Um, Ouija board is an inanimate object, which is um, we invite with uh, human interaction and diabolical interaction to become animate. And so, you rely on the inanimate planchette to be moved by the cooperation of the human and the diabolical. And so you're certainly, you've certainly got the uh, requisite 
items and elements there for there to be the diabolical to be present through human agents. But essentially, that's the point I think that we should we should uh, focus on is everything that we do, we are spiritual creatures. There's a spiritual aspect to us. And so everything that we do has a spiritual consequence. And we're either drawing on the good spirit or we're drawing on the bad spirit. There's not an in-between. Now, we're often confused as to what we think is a good spirit and what we think is a bad spirit. But bottom line, there is only one source of energy, one source of power in, in the universe, and that is God. God endows the, the angel with certain faculties. When that angel makes his decision to be apostate or to operate against the flow of grace and against the integrity of God, he still retains those faculties. He retains his intellect. He retains his will. He retains his power, if you will, to influence humans. But he must have a human corpus through which to act. And so it's these in these consecrations that the humans are actually... Uh, offering themselves to the diabolical to be agents of action. Um, and then the human gets certain, um, gets certain um, what they think is, is reward or a false blessing, but power, money, prestige, whatever that may be. But the, this is the coin of the realm. This is, this is the object of the relationship between the diabolical and the human, is the human provides... Uh, the corpus through which the demon can act. You bring many of those into concert, and there's no limit other than God's providential limit to the economy and scale of this the, of damnation. And so the demon operates in the economy of damnation, whereby God operates in the economy of salvation. Here's a major difference, and I think this goes back to um, the, the, light, the battle between good and evil, and that is this. The angel will only go, the good angel will only go where he's, where he's invited. He will only participate if we request his help because God respects our free will. And if we think we want to do it on our own, he'll allow that, uh, even to our own demise. The demon, however, will go everywhere he's not resisted. And so it's everywhere he's not resisted. And you see this clearly in the encroachment of evil into the lives of individuals, into the lives of countries. Um, until we say basta enough, all you have to do is pay attention to the homosexual agenda and how it has been a systematic march and attack against marriage, integrity of, of families. It's just a systematic march, and each time we've retreated at each landmark where we should have said, basta, enough, no more, we've retreated. And so it continues to, to take that ground if we're not going to defend it or if we're not going to stop it. Well said. We're talking about the indoor ceremony to inaugurate the Gothard Tunnel. This happened a few years ago in Switzerland. There was these perform these satanic performances, these adulations of the devil. Uh, it was kind of a baptism of the new world order, and you can see that uh, without a doubt. As you as as I watched these videos, you could see Freemasonic uh, symbolism throughout. And I'm just hoping this is not the death toll for for Christian civilization. You had some of the Europe's most powerful leaders that were there. You had a Catholic prelate there as well. Uh, it, it's uh, if they were there, they were there at least 
approving of what they were watching, you know, zombies, demons, topless women, uh, you know, this uh, simulation of orgies, uh, uh, demons descending upon the stage, uh, fallen angels. uh, I I don't know, Kyle, I don't know how anybody who would bear the name of Roman Catholic Christian, even a Protestant Christian, can sit there in the audience and watch this this cultic ceremony, occultic ceremony, and 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 sit throughout the whole thing. I mean, these guys were even clapping, which tells me either you know they were just basically shamed to sitting there and just just sit down there and, and just shut up and clap, or maybe these people are just in league with 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 what they were watching. Maybe they're Luciferian. Maybe they're Freemasons. Maybe they're they're Satanists. Because I, I know you and I, we would have went to something like that in the first 30 seconds when we saw them coming out with a with a man with, with a goat horn head. And you and me would be getting up and walking out and doing the sign of the cross, which yeah. which tells me that a lot of these world leaders, they are compromised. They are they are probably closet Luciferians or Satanists or Freemasons. I think it's a fair observation, and I think you've got a fair representation of each one of those categories. But one of the things that we've got to always remember is that our Lord Jesus called 12 apostles. One of them was hitting for the other side. One of them was working for the other side. Why do you think that the odds would be any different? We've got to come to grips with the understanding that we have prelates. We have, and it's nothing new. We have prelates, we have cardinals, we have bishops, we have uh, those that are in league with the devil, we have those that are Freemasons, and the the travesty that is the modern liturgy is largely a Freemasonic construct, courtesy of Angelino Bugnini. Let's name <laughs> names, let's talk about things that are actual truths. Um, and, and I think that history is going to bear out 150 years from now, we're going to see Vatican II as a very, very dark time in the history of our church, which led us into the next Agreed. chapter is, is the synodal travesty that's happening. This idea that we're going to ask people outside the church or our pagans or non-practice, what should our faith look like? How would you have us reinvent our faith? This is absolute ridiculous. Kyle, in, in part... The synodal technique was used at Vatican II because the commission on the sacred liturgy, a sacrosanctum concilium, they brought in six Protestant ministers as consultors and advisors on how they we should modify and redact the uh, the, the mass. Uh, and so we already did that at Vatican II. There was already a, a synodal path at Vatican II by bringing in six Protestant ministers to get their take on how Catholics should worship. So, yeah, you're spot on. I mean, it is what it is. It's a Captain Obvious moment. It is what it is, and really and truly, the men in the Catholic Church, Joe Catholic, we need to stand up and call a spade a spade. Call um, rotten, rotten. Call things for what they are. And the idea that we can interpret uh, a prelate's actions or words in the best possible light for him. That does not serve us well. We have to stop doing that. Kyle, there was a lot of macabre costumes in this uh, Gothard ceremony at, for this for this tunnel that they opened up in Europe. 
There was, I mean, a lot of diabolical costumes. There were zombies, demons, half-naked women, uh, simulations of orgies, fallen angels. My, my question to you, this, this is kind of a, a larger question. You have a lot of Catholics. I mean, Halloween just passed uh, a few months ago. And there's a lot of Catholics that don't, they don't have a problem. They dress up as demons. They dress up as Freddy Cougar. They dress up as Friday the 13th. They dress up in the most gory, macabre, evil-looking type of characters. I mean, you know, a lot of them are just Catholics in name only. And worse than that, they dress a lot of their kids like that as well. They're kids in dark, gothic-type, macabre clothing. Kyle... Is there any danger? What would be the, the, the danger from a from the, from a Catholic point of view to dressing your kid like a devil during Halloween? Because I know this is a big question. Or you yourself thinking, oh, there's nothing funny. I'm going to go to the party at night, the office party, dressed like a devil, and my wife's going to dress like a Playboy bunny. Kyle, what dangers does, does it present to one's soul, to one's interior life, by imitating evil, in costume and, and you know making jest of it and even worse than that having your sons and daughters dressed like something macabre something occultic i want i want you to answer that question on the next segment you're listening to jesus 91 we're here with kyle clement that's a huge question because a lot of catholics uh they dress like pagans during halloween and i want to get your take about the dangers of dressing like the devil for a catholic we'll be right back Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Kyle Clement. You got one street cop and you got one uh, tactician. You got one SWAT uh, sharpshooter, Kyle Clement. We're asked, talking about all things spiritual warfare, specifically the Gothard Tunnel, all the macabre costumes, the occultic diabolical costumes and machinations that were occurring there. Kyle, there was a lot of Catholics, obviously, uh, in attendance watching that Gothard Tunnel. A lot of Catholics that were dressing it like demons and in macabre outfits. But let's take it down to mom and pop. Let's take it down to the grassroots level. Halloween just passed a few months ago. I'm, 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 I'm sure a lot of Catholics around the country, low-information Catholics, were probably dressing like the devil, had their wife dressed like a, a witch, uh, had their kids dressed like little demons or little zombies or stuff. Uh, so taking it down to the micro, Kyle, is this just like innocent and innocuous and eh, that's, there's nothing to worry about, nothing to see here? Or, or is, there, is there something potentially dangerous to the person's soul in their interior life by a child of God, part of the mystical body of Christ through baptism, uh, dressing, you know, your child up or yourself in dark costumes that glorify evil and the macabre. Kyle? There absolutely is an issue with this. Um, and it does have a consequence. Everything that we do has a consequence. St. Athanasius in the Athanasian uh, Creed tells us very clearly at the end of at the end of time, at the end of our life, we're, we're going to have to give an account for everything that we did and didn't do, everything we said and didn't say. 
Um, and we're, we're going to have to give it an account. And so very simply, is our actions and our words, our thoughts, our words and our deeds, are they consistent with who we say we are? Are they consistent with our faith? If our actions are inconsistent with who we profess to be, then this goes directly to the integrity and character. Um, and, and the demon is all about that conflict. He's looking for the mouth that blesses and curses. He's looking for the, the person who pro, proclaims themselves to be Christian, but does not act in a Christian charity or does not uh, acknowledge the Christ and does not acknowledge uh, the sacred truths of our faith. Now, let's talk for a moment about image. We are the chosen people of God. Catholicism is what Judaism looks like if you believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. We are the presence of Jesus. He is the real presence, and we perpetuate his presence through the perpetuation of the Mass, through the Holy Eucharist, through our life, we are that physical agent by which God is present to mankind. And that's not from an arrogant statement. That's not an elevation. That's an obligatory understanding that we are obliged to offer our bodies constantly in sacrifice, in readiment to join the Christ. And as a living testament to uh, Christianity, the tenets of our faith. And so the idea that I would dress inconsistent with my station as first husband, second as father, that's, the, that's where the departure is. I'll give you a, a visual that will kind of illustrate my point. For those of us of a certain age, I would like for you to imagine Ward Cleaver in shorts and June in yoga pants. It doesn't happen. <laughs> they they were very, very iconic of the roles and the images of husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, homemakers. They were an, an, an iconic image of vocation. And that's always going to be the question is, are we living and projecting an image? We make pictures. That's what we do. That's what we do is at any given time, am I iconic? Am I indicative of my vocation um, and my station in life and my life, my professed faith as a Christian? So I'd like to answer your question that way. It's very detrimental. It's very, uh, it militates against the sacred when we do those things. And this, the sacred is the right use of our body and our rational quality to give glory to God in all things. That was powerful. I, li I like that. There's the two things that jumped out at me that you said that we're the chosen people of God. So we're supposed to be the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ to modern mankind. And, and insofar as we do that, we offer our bodies as a sacrifice to the Lord. But here's here's what I this is powerful. This is really you just dropped a truth bomb where you said you can't dress in a way that is inconsistent with who you are. And, 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 and then you said, are we living and projecting Christ to the world by not doing so or by dressing in a macabre manner, we're militating against the sacred? Uh, I, I think that should be read in every Catholic pulpit right before Halloween in every Catholic church. Those last three things that you just said, Kyle. Well, I think it's where we are, Jesse, is, is we've lost sight of who we are and 
when we lose sight of who we are, there's no way we can know who he is. Um, our focus on the creator becomes obscured when we focus on the creature. And our identity is in him, through him, and with him. And it's not independent of him. It cannot be. Yeah, that's that's powerful. Yes. We say that at the Novus Ordo Mess, through him, with him, and in him. So, Kyle, you've been around healing, deliverance, and exorcism for a, a long time. Uh, and and uh, you're basically the go-to guy when it comes to running these teams around the country. Let me ask you a question. Have you... Have you ever seen a case where somebody's become diabolically afflicted or or it's or it's or it's made the situation worse by participating maybe like in, 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 you know dressing like this in a macabre manner going to some type of play uh you know and watching this macabre dark you know comedy shows uh you know dressing their children like this and their kids maybe getting having nightmares or have been diabolically afflicted. Have you ever heard of somebody who's been vexed, tormented, or annoyed or harassed by the diabolical by dressing in such manner? Would you consider this an opening the door or an invitation to the diabolical? It's absolutely an invitation to the diabolical because it is an affectation. Now, of course, the play actors and others who are, who are, in a production or doing these things, it's, it's, um, th there's a way to do that as, as one's job, as one's, uh, livelihood. And, but still their line must be drawn because, um, and I think that there were many Catholic actors that were sensitive to these things. Uh, you know, the, the quality of movies generally has, has fallen dramatically over, over the last two or three generations. Um, a classic example of a, of a movie star who had a problem with the things that she was doing on stage. Uh, she's now, she made a movie with uh, Elvis Presley and she was going to be a great starlet. She's now an abbess of a Benedictine monastery. A I Benedictine saw the movie. Conference. Yes. <laughs> so and, and so there's the prick of conscience and, and the choice made that this lifestyle is inconsistent with my faith. And I think that many of us, uh, make choices that are inconsistent with our faith. The COVID vaccine is one of those choices. It doesn't matter what people are saying to succumb to this fear for a temporal benefit um, is, is inconsistent with our faith. The, the whole response to pandemic and, and all of this movement out of fear is inconsistent with our faith. So yeah, there is an, there is an onus upon us to bear witness in what we do, what we say, how we think. Uh, St. Thomas tells us that the first conformity of faith has to be in the conformity of thought. St. Paul says, capture every thought, make it obey Christ. We, this is not a, a, a spectator activity. This is a participant activity. It's that you're entering the arena of sacrificial theology when you determine that you're going to live life as a Catholic. And there's no time off. There, there's no break. Kyle, would it be fair to say, like, when you're walking around, save, you're walking with your 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 blessed Saint Benedict's medal, your blessed miraculous medal outside your shirt, you're projecting, and you're glorifying God. You're projecting this in public. You're not ashamed of it. Uh, 
that there's a there's in some way, shape, or form. I mean, when I walk in the airport, I have my big Saint Benedict crucifix around my airport. I always get comments by the flight attendants, by people look at me, they stare, they you know, they twist their neck all the way around, or they'll say, "How beautiful!" I get comments on my big Saint Benedict's medal that I wore as soon as I. Uh, go out and do some type of a parish retreat or conference, but by the same way, and I think God is is I think I glorify God by doing that. In the same way, people would you say that Catholics, even if they don't realize it, by dressing like the devil or dressing your wife as a witch on Halloween, you are glorifying the devil. You may say this is a joke. It's you know we're just you know it's just kind of a an American holiday. We're just kidding, aren't they? at least Im- implicitly glorifying the devil by that type of dress. I think so. And I think, I don't think that's an overboard statement at all. I think that, um, I do think it is giving glory or focus to the, to the uh, other side in a wrong way, but it's also a uh, lost opportunity because while you're dressed in that way, you're not dressed in the way you should be. And I think that we ought to take pick up more and more on the lost opportunities, opportunity loss. We are finite creatures. We have, a, at least within this body, uh, we have an eternal soul, but we have a limited amount of time that we can bear witness to the Christ. And so if I'm going to spend a certain amount of that time in direct opposition to the truths and, and, and the tenets of the faith, then this conflict uh, that is within me is going to grow. And so this is, this is the internal torment, the internal conflict for so many uh, modern Catholics is they want to exist in the secular world without being known or without being able to be um, in this, somehow in disguise. But you're either Catholic or you're not. That's right. Kyle, it, it, there's a passage in the book of Leviticus that talks about that the Israelites, uh, they lost their ability to discern the clean from the unclean. I think a lot of Catholics in modern times, they're also in the same in the same boat. They've lost their ability to discern the clean from the unclean. They'll look at you and they'll be dressed like Freddy Krueger or Friday the 13th. And they'll say, and they go to Mass on Sunday, they may be a lector. And they'll say, Jess, it's just a joke, dude. Get over it. I can't. Yeah. Kyle, we're going to that's a wrap. We'll pick this up next time. Two men car. Thanks Kyle. Thanks for everything you do for the church. God bless you, my friend. Keep the faith. Thank you. Jesse. Thank you. We got uh, Gary Matuda coming up next hands on apologetics coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for me and Kyle, two men car, we are EOW end of watch. We are out until next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. <laughs>